justice for the blind just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my all right guys good morning it is thursday no it's not it is wednesday march 4th right it's wednesday oh, this week is dragging anyway <clears throat> wednesday march 4th it's actually not dragging that that's bullshit it's 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 not dragging it's wednesday march 4th um we lost to the lakers last night no big deal right you know no panic here it's no biggie we kind of knew that was going to happen um and if you didn't know that was going to happen, well, then, you know, the pipe you're smoking is is excellent and you should sell that on the street. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. We, we take off to a big lead, similar to the, the Clippers game in the first quarter, um, except unlike the Clippers game, they essentially come back in the second quarter and just decide, no, that's not going to happen. Anthony Davis absolutely bakes us. Um, this is since we've had Joel, uh, this might be the best Anthony Davis game that he's had against us. I think there was one Anthony Davis game where Joel was injured when he was on the Pelicans still, and Anthony also scored 30-something against us. Uh, but understand that typically Joel dominates the matchup against AD. That, that's kind of been the case um, since Joel's been in the league. But no Joel last night. Instead, we have trash Al Horford. I'm sorry. L let me stop. Listen, Al Horford, if I ever get famous, I don't want this to be a thing where Al Horford is like the just the, the, the apple of my ire, so to speak. Um, he's not trash. And I've said on this podcast, you know, he's a Hall of Fame basketball player. Right? And I really do think that is. Now, again, that's not a super accomplishment. Um, like Ryan Lucillo has, has uh, said before, uh, you if, when someone asks him if someone's a Hall of Famer, he usually just starts with yes. Because it's not all that hard to get into the Hall of Fame in the NBA. Uh, but, you know, to take it a step further, I have been arguing that I think you would really put Horford above Dwight Howard all time when you're ranking these guys. And Dwight Howard is like a multiple-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year, was an MVP candidate at one point. Uh, I think for like two years he was an MVP candidate, led his team to the finals, beat LeBron um, in that one uh, Eastern Conference Finals when they go and lose to the to the, to the the Lakers. Um and, and I would argue that you'd rather have Al Horford's career, who's just been steadier, good teammate, uh, you know, really effective defensively, not defensive player of the year, but super effective on defense um, in his prime. But, you know, since he's gotten here, it just hasn't worked. So for the purpose of comedy and for the purpose of this podcast, yeah, man, he's trash. He's washed. He's just washed up. You know, it is what it is. But um, so, you know, yeah. AD feasts. He goes to work on Al Horford just all over him. Uh, Al finishes. Uh, yeah, Al just, he's a minus 14 um, last night. Finished with eight points, uh, 11 rebounds, three assists, two turnovers. Uh, also had two steals and one block. Only two fouls, which is a sign of one of two things, right? Usually when a great defender has low fouls, it's like, well, he's a great defender. He's smart. You know, he's not fouling. Uh, in the case of last night, it was just that he couldn't even operate on the same level that Anthony Davis was operating on. They were playing on two different basketball courts. Um, and therefore, he only fouled him twice in the very few times that their paths actually intersected. He only fouled them twice. Um, so AD bakes us. You know what I mean? It, it, it is what it is. LeBron is just is is doing LeBron things. Um LeBron finishes with 22, seven rebounds, 14 assists, three turnovers, uh, one steal, two blocks. But arguably those three turnovers probably weren't even his fault. Uh, Anthony Davis finishes with 30, 37 points, 13 for 19. Um, now, the, the big difference here is he was four for five 
four for five from three. And Anthony Davis this year has kind of largely been struggling from three, um, is only really shooting 33%, which is actually up from earlier this season. He was actually down like at 26% earlier in the season. Um, and last, so going four for five, you know, what are you going to do? Part of that is because we have undersized defenders contesting him. We were in zone a lot last night for whatever reason. Um, listen, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with zone defense, except that we did, we made two like crucial mistakes. So we go into zone. Okay. And now again, I am not a basketball wizard. I'm not a coach, but I just don't understand how you go into zone, you go small and go into zone. So you put Mike Scott at the five, who's six eight, and the Lakers are. You're getting out coached here by my man, uh, what's his face, Frank Vogel, who puts a combination of Dwight, of AD, and or Javale McGee in the dunker spots, and all that's happening is LeBron, the one of the the Hall of Fame point guard slash small forward, right? One of the greatest small forward slash point guards, arguably one of the greatest, if he was just a point guard, would be one of the greatest point guards ever, uh, just immediately tears it apart. And he's just launching. At one point, he, he launched a, a, a an alley-oop from, from just inside. The same place that he shot that three-pointer from, from the logo, the Lakers logo, he launched an alley-oop from there too uh, to just the dunker spot. Just, hey, JaVale, go get this. Because JaVale's arms are as long as his body. JaVale is 7'7", right? But, or, or, I'm sorry, JaVale is like 7'2". But when he puts his arms all the way up, he actually is 14'4". You know what I mean? You didn't know that. That's that's almost a fact. Um, so he just launches it up there and tells him to go get it. Same thing with AD and Mike Scott is just helpless. So not exactly sure what's the point of going zone. It's not like JaVale McGee can post up anybody. He can't post up Mike Scott. So... And Mike Scott's not really offering a lot of help at the rim. So I don't know. It doesn't really seem like that made sense going zone there. Also don't know why Kyle O'Quinn didn't play. Uh, Maybe he's injured and we don't know about it. I don't know. But just seems to me like it'd be kind of smart to, uh, you know, Kyle O'Quinn, whose arms are also as long as he is. In his case, he's like 6'8", but with his arms all the way up, you know, he's like 13'6". That's a fact, um, almost. And so I don't know why he didn't play. You know, just makes plays. It just always grab, snatches rebounds out of the air. Physical guy. Why not give him a try? Uh, Norvell. At one point, I met. I messaged my friend. I wonder what the the the, the money line is for us not seeing Neto and Norvell in the second half. Now Norvell gets into foul trouble almost immediately um, because it, you know AD is just feasting. You know, not much you're gonna do. AD is feasting all over us. Um, uh, pause. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, he's uh, he's just eating us alive, and uh, you know Norval can't stop him. No big deal. A lot of players can't. In all fairness, um, <clears throat> uh, and then and then Raul has, as he is wont to to do, he has uh, moments of greatness and immediately after moments of shame and despicableness so he plays 10 minutes has that one great play at the end of the first quarter which is probably the best play he's ever made in his entire career um nothing even close to that he just he just gets so out of control so quickly you know that's his problem he'll have these moments where it's like oh damn all right Raul had that nice little crossover at one point and you're like man maybe maybe he's good but then immediately after you're like oh 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 oh, oh. that's right it's Raul. He's not good. Um, 
so yeah, you know, he only plays like 10 minutes or whatever, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, so I don't know. It just didn't seem to make sense to me. I don't see the point of going in, in zone in that situation. Someone like LeBron is just too smart. You know what I mean? We're spending all these plays in zone and LeBron's just picking us apart the entire time. I, I don't know if this is true. I don't have the stats to back this up and I don't even know how you would look up these stats. I, I need like a stats and info guy. Uh, to give me stats and I can I can break them down um, and I would love to to have this to to know whether I'm right and believing this it just seemed like when we went into zone they would start to make a run um, so you know we're we're up at the end of the first quarter up four uh, we're we're shooting you know high percentage um, and then again AD scores 18 in the second quarter just bakes us third quarter we go down 20. Um, but we actually fight back, which is which is a happy thing, right? That that's a thing that's that I was happy to see. We fight back. Um, Glenn Robinson has his best game. Must have heard my podcast. He has his best game as a 76er. Finishes with 25 points, four rebounds, one assist. He goes 10 for 15 uh, from the field, three for five from three. Ha- has a minus two. Um, so you know he he shows up big time. Uh, it plays like okay defense. Um, he's not going to have the game this good again. Uh, believe me. Uh, that's just kind of like the name of his his career there, uh, just you know, hot and cold. So, um, and then Toby finishes with 18 points on 18 shots as he is wants to do. Uh, six three pointers he shoots, makes two of them. Seven rebounds, two assists, three turnovers. Not a good passer. We know that. Uh, turns the ball over um, on a couple. Just just one 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 turnover. It was uh it wasn't even a cross court pass. I, I this is just LeBron being a genius. Um, we we've seen LeBron telegraph that that full court that full court steal that steal where he pokes it and goes full court and dunks it. We've seen him telegraph that play um, a bunch of times. You know, cheat on it. This time, I, it just you know just one of the plays just seems like he came out of nowhere. Um, just knew where the pass was going. I mean, whatever. It's just a genius. So um, that wasn't even Toby's fault. But the other two were not. Were not. Were, were his fault. Um, so finished with 18 points on 18 shots. Now, if if I am the Sixers, I need Toby coming into next season. You got to start getting to the line. He's gotten better finishing with contact. I don't know why he doesn't get more foul calls. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't exactly know. I don't quite understand because it's not like he doesn't go to the rim. It's not like he doesn't post up and finish in the post uh, maybe I don't know maybe he settles too much for jumpers I, I don't know maybe that's it but I, I need him to get into the post a- 18 points on 18 shots just isn't efficient enough not in today's NBA that's that's like a 90s stat line you know what I mean that's like a 90s yeah you had a good game but in today's NBA 18 points on 18 shots not going to cut it um if you're going to score 18 that's got to be like on 13 12 shots listen we've talked about this earlier this year Joel's at his best when he does like his, he gives you like 35 on 16 shots. You know what I mean? That is, is they, now that's ultra efficient. You know, most players are not going to do that, but uh, 18 on 18 shots is not going to do it. Um, so, you know, would like him to get to the line more. Mike Scott, man, he had a good game. I'm really happy for him. He started last night. Uh, good for him. Finished with 12 points, eight rebounds, two assists. Um, he had a good game, but he, you know, I'm afraid he's going to lose his stroke again. Um, hopefully he doesn't, but he's going to end up back at the bench. He's going to lose it again. You know what I mean? And that's going to break my heart a little bit. Hopefully he doesn't. He can continue on this path. I like Mike Scott. You know, we've talked about him here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. He, listen, he's not like a needle mover. You know what I mean? He's not going to take a team that's on the cusp to champions, but he's a serviceable backup 
uh, a tough dude, like, you know, gives us that physicality that sometimes we, we lack. Um, Matisse, so Matisse doesn't do a whole lot, finishes with two points, four rebounds, three assists, but I just want to, two notes. One assist he had, and this goes back to what I was talking about regarding how Matisse shows, like, just shows these things sometimes, and I'm like, man, he just seems better than a 3 and D guy, so he catches one pass, looks like he's about to go out of control uh, uh, towards the top of the key, um, I forgot who it was, maybe Rondo reaches behind him, and, and on players that are usually as long as Matisse, when their dribble looks out of control, and a player like that reaches behind him, they usually poke that ball away and get that steal, Matisse either senses it, I don't know if he senses it, but but finds the uh, who was standing there. I don't know if that was Glenn Robinson. I'm not sure. Maybe it was Furkane standing at the at the elbow three. And as soon as as soon as he as soon as uh, Rondo reaches behind him, Matisse picks it up with one hand and flings a little pass um, to that elbow for for a wide open three that he drains. And it's a good just a good play. You know what I mean? It's it's a basic, a simple play. It's, it's not anything. Listen, it's not Magic Johnson. But it's just like a play where it's like he has instincts. There's another his one basket was a little layup slash floater with a with his left hand off of a nice little crossover that gets him into the lane. That should have been an and one if we're being honest. It should have been an and one, but he doesn't get any calls. Um, and it was like just a really, really, really like, damn, where did that come from? Um, so, again, you know. Uh, it just hopefully he keeps developing, um, did what he could on defense, you know, was only a minus five, played only 18 minutes. Um, uh, st- he started the game. So so 18 minutes is obviously a low number because he started the game. It's a little misleading. Um, so, yeah, you know what I mean? It just shows some things, you know, just got to keep developing. Shake, shake, uh, shake. Actually, I think he had a good game. Uh, finished with 12 points, four for nine shooting, two for six from three, 33 percent. You know what I mean? That's like a little bit below um, the, the NBA average, I think that the NBA average is like around 35. So, um, you know, it's kind of like what you expect two for four from free from the free throw line would like that, you know, obviously to be a little bit better, um, but better than O for one, which Toby went, uh, six assists, one rebound. He had five turnovers, uh, three steals again, a knack for getting steals. Uh, the turnovers are, you know, uh, it's alarming, but the way that the, the, the Lakers kind of took it up a new level. So, so, so there's this weird thing that's going on, and this has happened before. Um, when you see two teams that are like neck and neck almost, right? They start doing things uh, like like they're watching each other play. They're watching each other's games. So in the case of us, we just played the Clippers, right? And we were kind of like neck and neck with the Clippers the entire game. Our offense was just baking them. Obviously, shake goes off. Uh, and the Lakers were watching that. I promise you, they were watching that because they know all the talk about Lakers Clippers this year. Um, the, in fact, they, they play the Clippers on Sunday. So, yeah, they, they were watching that game. The Lakers come in last night and their defense is swarming. Outside of the first quarter, their defense starts swarming all of us. And you got you see AD getting a bunch of steals, LeBron finishing with a bunch of steals. So, um, you know, we finished with 15 turnovers, which is which we've been doing better in in the turnover department than earlier this year. But, uh, you know, they, they faced it on Shake a little bit. Um, and Shake is, a you know, listen, Shake is, is you know, by all intents and purposes, kind of like a rookie. So you, you, you kind of can't expect I uh, can't expect it's going to be a struggle. You know, they got like a lot of wing, a lot of uh, uh, perimeter defenders 
that are veterans who, who while maybe are not great on ball defenders anymore, are, are just know how to get guys off of their pivot, knows how to know how to make guys uncomfortable. So uh, they did that to Shake last night. Uh, but w- one thing that I am happy about Shake shot nine shots. Uh, and now I would like him to shoot a couple more shots. But typically, right, when you see a guy who doesn't belong, uh, and maybe I'm maybe I'm caping for him, and I'm I'm just saying this because I want Shake to be successful. But truly, in my mind, let's take Alec Burks. If Alec had scored 39 on Sunday, Alec would have came out last night and shot 30 shots without a question. Would have shot 30 shots, and I promise, 18 of those shots would have been would have been horribly ill-advised shots. And then another five of those shots would have been like, oh, Alec, I don't think that was a good shot. And then the other one would have been like, oh, okay, I guess that was a fine shot. Um, so, so you know, Shake shooting only nine times shows to me like that, that I, I don't know how to explain. I guess just more that he he is not surprised to have score 39. He's not going to, he's not quote unquote riding a hot hand. Hold on. There's a lady outside. This is, I'm sorry, this is not a good job by me. There's a lady outside. Oh, she sprained her ankle. She's wearing two completely different types of sneakers. Uh, one of them is an Air Force One, and the other one is an Adidas of some sort. Um, but go for her. Anyway, so, so yeah. So, it shows me a little bit of self-control. Shake uh, doesn't – he didn't go crazy, crazy. Just It's not like he was like, I got to ride my hot hand while I still can. It was more like just playing within the flow of the game. I like that. Um, so, so, you know, just watching those things, these are the things that you watch when you're not necessarily expecting us to win the game, which I guess is not like a great feeling. Um, but you know, is what it is. Uh, uh, Norvell plays three minutes, gets two fouls, high rate of fouls. There's a funny, um, I always tell this story. Ah, what is this guy's name? I'm not going to remember his name. The record holder. I think it's actually the record holder in the playoffs. And I swear he he has a brother who played in the NBA. I, I'm, I'm I might be wrong. I want to say his first name was Aaron, Aaron Williams. I think it's Aaron Williams. Played for the Nets in the 2002 Finals against the Lakers. Gets fouled out in seven minutes. I think it is by Shaq. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron Williams. Aaron Williams. And because I if you look at a picture of Aaron Williams, you'll think. He's Darren Williams' brother. He looks exactly the same, except that he's a redhead almost. Uh, but him and Darren look the same, like light-skinned black, well, like borderline white black dudes, um, with but with red hair instead of Darren's uh, painted-on black hair. Um, ah, I swear that they got to be related in some way. But anyway, Aaron Williams uh, leads, the. I think he, he has the record in getting fouled out in the fastest time. Uh, maybe it's just in the playoffs. I don't know, but I was watching that game a couple years ago for, I don't know. I was just watching it just to watch it. And, uh, yeah, it gets fouled out in like seven minutes. Anyway, Norvell, three minutes, two fouls. And, and you know, that's, he's on pace to break that record. Uh, not, not even on pace. You think about it. That's nine minutes to get six fouls. Think about how crazy that is, right? Just <laughs> play three minutes and gets two fouls. Aaron over here is getting a foul a minute almost. Anyway, but that's against Shaq. What are you going to do? Uh, Raul plays 10 minutes again, seven points. Um, four assists and two turnovers, just, just doing too much, you know, per, per the usual Alec Burks, uh, again, the captain of the doing too much team, at least he shot eight free throws. I'll say that finished seven for eight from the free throw line, two for seven, um, <laughs> two for seven, uh, one for five from three, uh, finishes a minus seven. It's really, it's just something he plays 22 minutes. It's just something to see like, 
I don't know. In 22, well, I mean, he plays 22 minutes. So I guess it's not, it could be worse. It could be worse, right? You know what I mean? In 22 minutes, he he's liable that in 22 minutes, he could go an easy, like, four for 14 in 22 minutes. So I guess that's self-control for him. That's growth, which I actually did, me- I messaged that to one of my friends. There was one play where he got himself into trouble, and I expected him to shoot, and he passed it up, and I messaged my friend, hashtag growth. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? He, 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 I promise you, Last night when he left that game, he probably stayed behind so he could shoot some ill-advised shots just to get it out of his system. Um, just can't he just can't move on without it. Um, so yeah, uh, I just want to see something. Anthony Davis, he had four steals, two blocks, which is a menace on defense, man. Uh, yeah, AD, thirteen rebounds, thirty-seven points, absolutely just dominated us, man. Really dominated us. LeBron, obviously, just you know doing doing goat level shit again he's not my goat but just doing goat level shit um you know danny green and no one else really does anything listen i'm i'm gonna eat my words for right now because the lakers look like they arguably could be the best team in the east um and i said that i i don't like the lakers roster and i still stand behind that i would never have picked the, the lakers to win 60 plus games this year which it looks like they're gonna do um, but understand two things. This is not LeBron's first time going regular season, 60 plus wins. And in fact, LeBron, I promise you this, LeBron knows that teams that they remember, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a narrative a few years ago, uh, when LeBron was winning with like Mo Williams, uh, and, and all these, uh, trash dudes before he went to the heat, there was a narrative that he could never do this in the West. Um, which, which I think is true. Uh, you know, I don't, that, that wasn't untrue. Like, his teams weren't really that good. It's going to be hard to win 66 games out West uh, where you're just facing harder competition on a nightly basis. Uh, so he knows that, and he he's going for a high high win total this year. He's going to finish. They're going to finish first in the West. They're actually chasing the Bucs. I think they're three games behind the Bucs, which is surprising. Whether they can catch the Bucs is another surprise. People are right now jumping off of the Bucs, the ledge of the Bucs. Promise, who, who, whoever the Bucs are playing tonight or tomorrow, whoever the next game the Bucks have is just rest in peace because Giannis is hearing all this bullshit people are talking. I promise you about Bam shutting him down, quote unquote. Giannis is about to go off for 40 and 20. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. He did. <laughs> he did that already. He did that against the, the Hornets on Sunday. Oh, my God. Look at that. Time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. I completely forgot that that the heat game happened. When did that Heat game happen? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm putting everything together. I don't have uh, the stuff in front of me. But he went for 40 and 20 against the Bucks. Was the Heat game on Sunday then? On Monday, I mean? Maybe that happened Monday. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so, so you know, the Lakers could actually chase them down, um, which is, like, really, really surprising. I, I, again, do not like this roster. We will see what happens in the playoffs. Um, this won't be the first time that LeBron has had a 60-win team go to the playoffs and lose in the playoffs. Now, the difference between those times and this times is, one, LeBron is a champion now. Uh, so at those times, he still didn't quite know how to how to really finish finish off a team or finish really how to finish a game, you know, really how to snatch a, a team soul away, regardless of the numbers. You know, what I mean, that's always why the numbers are a little misleading, but um, not, not to disparage him or talk about that too much, but um, just didn't really know how to how to win. 
I would say. Um, now he knows how to win. So it's different. And two, Anthony Davis is, is arguably the best teammate he's ever had uh, at this point in his career. I would argue Dwayne Wade is still the best teammate he's ever had. But at that point, Dwayne only had one good season left. That was the, the, the year they lost to the Mavericks. After that starts the decline of Dwayne Wade. This is AD in his prime. This is prime AD. So, um, so yeah, you know, we'll see, you know, AD, one of these two guys is is the MVP of this team. This is why it's you're probably not going to see an MVP come out of here. There's a lot of movement on LeBron James as the MVP right now. Uh, and that's going to stop because AD is going to do AD shit like this. You know what I mean? 37 and 13. Uh, it's kind of hard to say that LeBron is the MVP of this team or AD is the MVP of this team. These guys are going to be taking votes away from each other. I, I just think it's Giannis. Um I think it's Giannis, but, you know, credit to LeBron. I mean, listen, at one point, see, see there are reasons that can't be numerically uh, justified as to why I don't think LeBron is the greatest player of all time. However, with that said, as LeBron keeps going deeper into his career and he's doing this, cra- these crazy numbers, at some point, just out of exhaustion, it's probably going to happen that, yeah, he's the greatest. How could you argue against it when he's just going to be like top five and points, rebounds, assists? And all these crazy categories, championships, and got if he won an MVP this year, that's like that's like Kareem. That's something like that only Kareem has ever done um, at this length in his career. So I, you know, at one, at some point, you, you're just probably going to end up saying that he is the greatest because he just has to be. Um, but there's just there's like a mystique about Jordan, and now some of this is unfair because of the timing where LeBron is dealing with social media. This is like the first social media superstar. Uh, whereas MJ just didn't have that, but the, you have all those like crazy stories of MJ and that lends to his legacy. It just lends to this picture that we have painted of him as this killer. He doesn't, he doesn't sleep. He's like a different breed. You know, you all you hear is about stories about him not sleeping, playing golf, goes to the game, bakes somebody for 60, then goes, plays poker for 12 hours, goes back to playing golf and then bake somebody else for, for, for 50, whatever. Um, so, you know, I, uh, so whatever, you know what I mean? There's those stories and not to get too deep into it. Maybe I'll have a podcast one day actually making hashing this argument out. But uh, at some point, just out of pure exhaustion, you're probably going to end up saying you're going to have to say LeBron is the greatest. Either way, I don't have either one is one and two. It's really one A, one B in my in my mind, which is maybe a cop out. But whatever. And then Kareem is, is third, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, that's not the point. So. So, yeah, you know, we lost to the Lakers. Um, not a not a whole lot you're going to do there. Uh, again, we're, we're, and by no, <laughs> by no, no surprise here, as I said on the previous podcast, uh, Joe and Ben, were not even going to make the trip out West. Now, one of my friends, shout out to him, pointed out that players now don't necessarily go on road trips. And well, I, I, I understand that to be true in some cases and may see this could also, I, I wonder if this has to do with just pure size of Joel and Ben, right? These guys are six ten, seven foot, seven foot two, respectively, seven foot three. J- Joe is a massive human being. Do you want to, do you want to put him on a plane on planes for no reason? And sit him at the bench on these uncomfortable seats for no reason if you don't have to. So so I, I am okay with hearing that argument. I'm okay with hearing that argument, except that we, we do see a lot of other injured guys at road games. You know what I mean? Again, I'm pretty sure Steph has been at like every single game. Same thing with Clay. Um, and smaller guys. You know what I mean? Easier for them to be at road games. So I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm nitpicking. You know what I mean? I have been asking people like, do you think I'm being too? Uh, okay, she's changing her sneaker now. She's going back into a Nike, so she's. But that's even a different Nike than the other Nike she's wearing. No, no, it's not. It's the same Nike. Okay, anyway, uh, very confusing day. Anyway, so may, maybe I'm I'm nitpicking too much on the whole the whole traveling thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? I I just it, it, the problem is it's also home games, and the other problem is on Sunday, which I didn't even talk about this. Was Joelle now she's back out of her car? All right. Anyway, the other question was the other thing was like during the game, Joe tweets out Hala Madrid because because Real Madrid wins whatever they won, uh, they win a game and he so it's like it's like things like that irritate me. I'm gonna be honest. So, so you, you tweet play defense and then you tweet Hala Madrid. What is it? Who did you want to play defense? Then did you want Real Madrid to play defense or did you want us to play defense uh, during the game? So I don't know, man. Like things like that just. It just bothers me. Maybe I'm nitpicking. Maybe I'm being like too Skip Bayless, Colin Coward, um, just screaming about bullshit. But I don't know. It, it really bothers me. I, I would like to see. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just bothers me a little bit. So uh, maybe I'm being extra. So tomorrow night we play the Kings. Um, Saturday we have the Warriors. <clears throat> um, so let's look at these games. The Kings. Uh, Kings are fighting for playoff contention. Um if I was a betting man, though, I would say we win that game. One thing about that that I noticed last night, which is the biggest difference right now, is our offense is really moving well. This is the argument for Brett. You know what I mean? And actually, if you if you're watching if you watch in the first quarter, um, who I, I don't know who the announcer was is Jim Jackson and somebody else uh, for TNT. Uh, and he says, oh, Brett loves this offense, you know, coming from the Spurs system. He loves this type of offense predicated on ball movement, off ball movement, uh, guys cutting to the rim, getting a pass, you know, small, very little dribbling. And Brett looks to the sideline, winks and nods and has like that, like a weird Boston smile. Like he like a Red Sox. He's just smiling and it's making a Red Sox hologram on the floor. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, so <laughs> And yeah, you know what I mean? So so this is the argument for Brett. You know what I mean? Because we got Ben and Joe who are just are too big for our offense at, at times. And, you know, we know the problems with Joe and the ball stopping. You know what I mean? Joe, catch the ball and go. Catch and go. Make your read. Do it quickly. You know what I mean? I don't know if guys are just moving too slow. I don't know. Just just go your read and do it quickly. Ben, I have no problem with what Ben does with the offense. So he can do whatever the fuck he wants with the offense. Um, so, so the point being that a team like the Kings who, while better coached this year, arguably are still not necessarily well coached young team, uh, our offense should be able to feast on them. Our defensive players, hopefully Josh will be back, uh, you know, was ruled out of yesterday's game because of the concussion. Hopefully he's back tomorrow. Uh, and our defense can hopefully cause issues for this young Kings team. I would say we pull this win out. We're going to be feeling desperate. We just got two two losses. Uh, Sacramento, uh, I don't think it's that far from, from L.A., so not a bad travel necessarily uh, to have traveled last night, be good today, a uh, little practice, whatever, come back tomorrow, beat the Kings, hopefully Thursday night, Saturday night, we play the Warriors. We got to win that game. I mean, we know the Warriors, uh, knowing us, we'll lose. Uh, knowing us, we'll lose the next two, but... In reality, I think we beat the Kings. The Warriors, that's up in the air. I want to say we'll beat them, but um, who knows? maybe we get the Alec Burks revenge game. A, anyone? Psych, no. Uh, and then Pistons, uh, that'll probably be where we see Joel next Wednesday. We'll see Joe back, I'm sure, um, at least for the stretch. So 
No word on Ben yet. They're going to reevaluate him next week, I believe. Um, you know, again, I don't have a lot of high hopes. They got to essentially they're waiting for the the inflammation in his back to go down to decide on the next course of action. Right. So what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean a lot. They can continue stretching him out, rehab. Uh, hopefully, if the inflammation goes down, the pressure on that nerve uh, opens up and they can stretch it out a little bit. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's it, guys. You know, we took an L. It's no big deal. Lakers are one of the best teams to, to go into the Staples Center right now, uh, especially, you know, RIP after Kobe's death. Like, it, it's going to be hard to take games in the Staples Center away from the Lakers right now. It's just going to really, really be hard for any single team to do that in the NBA, especially any team that's shorthanded. Um, but, but you know, it's a road loss, but it, it's not as pathetic a road loss as some of our other road losses this year. So, um, so that's it. Uh, I will probably take a look at a game tomorrow. Let's let's take a look at the schedule while we're on here. Uh, let's see scores, and let us go to today's date, Wednesday. Uh, let's see if there's any good games here that are interesting. Pacers Bucks might be an interesting game. Uh, boo boo boo. Ooh, Pelicans Mavericks. That's going to be the game. Uh, so yeah, watch, I'm going to watch that game tonight. I'll probably do a podcast on it tomorrow, uh, talking about, oh yeah, it's going to be a fire matchup. Let's go. Uh, we get to see Zion versus my man, Luca. That's going to be really, really fun to watch. So, um, hopefully it'll be fun to watch. You never know. Sometimes you turn into blowouts, but either way, I'll watch that game. I'll break it down, uh, tomorrow and that's it. See you tomorrow, guys. Everyone have a good day. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind.